0: Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martini's coming up.
1: Happy Monday. Glad you're with us on the Three Martini Lunch. Jim Garrity, once again, off today, but he will be back tomorrow. Thrilled to have Chad Benson, host of the Chad Benson Show on the Radio America Network, with us today. Chad, hope you had a nice weekend.
0: I had a great weekend. It was uh, it was beautiful. Went down to San Diego and enjoyed uh, my weekend. Got back here yesterday just in time to do all my radio shows.
1: Oh, now now it's all business. All the rest of the week, so all business. Business is fun for you though, as it is for all of us in this game. So uh, let's start though on the somber side. Uh, you spent a lot of time living in Southern California, and just about everybody shocked to hear about the the death of Kobe Bryant and his daughter and. I guess seven others in this helicopter crash in Calabasas uh, ne- near the L.A. area. Turns out there was fog that they were flying in, no survivors. Uh, obviously, the outpouring of uh, emotion uh, from anyone who followed his career or, or basketball or just shocked at the, the news of a, a seemingly perfectly healthy 41-year-old and his daughter dying. But in Southern California, uh, he's even more larger than life. So explain what the reaction's been down there.
0: You know what? He is, uh, as I said earlier on my show today, Kobe is different than a superstar. LeBron James is, is a superstar. Kobe is an icon. Kobe is a brand. Kobe is global in a way that maybe right now on Earth, three or four people are that global. He is one name. You say it, Kobe, normally that's reserved for people who are Brazilian soccer stars or something like that, but Kobe is, and and I and I said earlier, you don't understand, the Lakers and Dodgers rule Southern California. Kobe helped build the Staples Center. Kobe is an icon, but he used to say it, man. L.A. is home, and it is it is devastating to see. This, a guy who I, I, I've said for the last couple of years, he has taken to retirement like no athlete who ever was in a position like him before, that driven to one singular thing, has taken to retirement. Because normally people are, you're opining for the great days and the glory days and the cheers, but he just took to it like you couldn't believe. And I I, I said, I believe, and I still believe this to be true, if, if, if I had a chance to, to make it, you know, and give us the opportunity to see it. I think his second act was going to be even bigger than his first act. And it is it is a devastating day for sports uh, as well as for, for, for Laker Nation and the Lakers.
1: Yeah, absolutely right. And now we know who all the casualties are. And we're talking about four or five families devastated now, not just the, the Bryants, but obviously uh, his family devastated. Uh, but teammates of his daughter were on that chopper as well as the pilot and parents of those teammates. And it's just just a horrible, horrible situation all the way yeah, around. So yeah. prayers it, for, yeah, for those, for those families. absolutely. All right. Our real job here is politics, Chad. So, so let's get into that. We've got all crazies today. So uh, roll up your sleeves and uh, dig into the crazy. It's going to be a crazy week, I think. Uh, the first one's a compound crazy, and it uh, relates to John Bolton, because last night uh, we found out that there are excerpts of John Bolton's forthcoming book due out in March, where he basically says, at least according to the reports from, I believe, the New York Times, that, look, President Trump told me straight up, don't Release that aid to Ukraine until they announce the investigations. Now there's some dispute, uh, even from Bolton himself, about what exactly happened here with the leak. Some believe that he uh, submitted the manuscript to the National Security Council just to make sure that everything was okay to go public when the book is is published, and that uh, it got leaked out of there. Others say it's a timely leak by Bolton because he really does want to testify. In the end, uh, you've got some folks now who have been righties for decades saying John Bolton is somehow now a deep state stooge and really was never on the right. I find that uh, hard to believe. But the timing of it is certainly curious here. Chad, what do you make of it?
0: You know, it's it's here's my thing with the whole Bolton thing. Bolton, if you want to come and testify, I don't think anybody's going to stop you, right? You, you, I've always felt he's playing this game of I don't really want to, but if you ask me nicely with a subpoena, I'll show up. <laughs> uh, but I also know this. And you know this better than anybody, man. He he lives in the world of Republicans, right? He's got his own pack. He is building something there. You'd be cautious to to try to do something in your world that potentially could destroy somebody and hurt the Republican Party and then expect that you're going to be welcome with open arms. And the other thing is you're selling a book. Selling a book is a big thing. you got probably a fat advance and you'd like to make more money. You're selling a book. Ah, it's a perfect opportunity for you to sell some more books.
1: <laughs> and just the fact that his Amazon page went uh, public uh, right as the time of this yeah. New York Times story came out, that I don't know if they took advantage of the fact or it was uh, coordinated somehow. But uh, uh, now, of course, you've got uh, Mitt Romney saying there's enough votes to call witnesses. And uh, certainly the the likes of Susan Collins is going to feel more compelled to to do that now. I don't know that it's uh, going to change the game much. I mean, you need 20 Republicans to convict this guy to get to the number that you need even if all the democrats do i still don't think you're going to get there but you're going to now it's going to last a lot longer though and assuming he's not called to testify although he certainly could be if we open the door to witnesses uh it's joe biden who's laughing all the way to the bank while his rivals are stuck in jury duty
0: you would think that but here's the thing that that i think people need to to understand are you willing to trade bolton for biden it's the bees right (laughs) you're going to trade you're going but they're going to bring Biden in and they're going to say, look, he is absolutely just as vital to the story because look at what his son was doing. Look at the Parisma, Look at how he was using political influence to try, even though he can explain stuff away. Look, you know, a lot of Republicans wanted this guy gone. The IMF wanted this guy gone. This this prosecutor it was this, their AG essentially was useless and he was all. But they're going to bring him there and they're going to expose some stuff And his laundry is going to be aired out there, and it's going to make people think. So you have to ask yourself, is this what you're looking for? Because you know that they're going to do that. And I do think that they're going to have witnesses because I think you're going to Romney's already come out and said Bolton's uh, uh, testimony is vital to this, but you're going to have probably three, four more, maybe five that go, yeah, we need to have witnesses, but they'll limit those things. You know that as well as I. You don't want this thing to go on forever. We don't need to, to, to try something new, which is maybe what the Democrats would like to do, which is, hey, while we're here, let's try some other stuff. So they'll limit it. But I think if they invite him screw the whistleblower Trump's gonna inv- get Biden and Hunter Biden there and they're gonna make it just as uncomfortable and who does that leave leaves Pete Buttigieg out there by himself <laughs> and Mike Bloomberg Buttig- and the yang <laughs> don't forget the yang
1: <laughs> Bloomberg's running ads Pete Buttigieg is telling pro-life Democrats as of last night sorry we're not gonna not gonna really want you around anymore uh, and then you've got so if Biden is sullied his whole argument is, Hey, you know me. You can trust me. I, I'm a return to normalcy, to steal a phrase from Warren G. Harding a century ago. But if he gets all muddy, how much does it actually hurt him, either in his own party or come general election if he's the nominee?
0: Well, I think it hurts him in, in a lot of ways because I think what was going to show us, look, you know what? Trump's going to say, I was here to clean out the swamp and to do some of these things. And and here it is. You guys want to go back to somebody who is in bed, not only here, but you're going to go look at China and some of the things he said about that. He's a return to exactly what I said I was wanted to get away from, was this Washington elitist control so much and play this game where both parties are essentially the same, just with different uniforms. And I think that will hurt him. And I also think along the way it's going to hurt him with with other Democrats who may say, you know what, I thought about that, but. You know, the only person that doesn't seem to be in it for himself is is, you know, in in the political side would be blue uh, with not Bloomberg, but Bernie Sanders. And uh, God, he's it's he a tougher pill to swallow for a lot of even Democrats uh, on the national stage.
1: So who's going to take advantage of all this? Uh, because as we talked about on Friday, the knives are out for Bernie on the left. Uh, you even got uh, some reports saying Obama might go public for Maybe not even pro-Biden, just don't vote for Bernie, because uh, that would be the easiest way for for Trump to get reelected. And obviously, the Democrats don't want that. But uh, on the other hand, you've got votes coming up a week from today. We actually have real people uh, voting in Iowa, in the caucuses, Des Moines Register endorsing Elizabeth Warren. I'm sure you've seen the video on social media where, where she dances. And if you've seen her dancing, you don't want to see a lot of her dancing. Uh, and then uh, Amy Klobuchar is the choice of the union leader in Manchester, New Hampshire, But, Chad, I think Jim and I talked about this maybe even the last two election cycles where we just seem to be in an age now where people don't care that much whether a paper or a a prominent person endorses a candidate. Maybe it does in in these traditional races that start uh, the calendar off, but it just doesn't seem to carry the weight that it once did. What's your take?
0: No, no. First of all, who's reading newspapers? Secondly, <laughs> uh, I mean, think about what what New York Times came out, and they endorsed both Warren and Klobuchar. Yes. So it, it, how much are you paying attention to that? And I don't think a lot of people are paying attention like it used to matter. It doesn't matter anymore like it used to. Uh, now, it, it look, there's stars out there that will move the needle far more than newspapers will, especially with the younger generation. And that's why I think Bernie and a few of the others are they they poo poo that they don't care, and, and think about it. Warning them while they want the nomination, in many ways, they're not fighting for the same person as far as their voters and Bernie voters. And this is something that more and more people need to realize. Bernie voters, fifty three percent say they're going to not support the nominee and 16% says no matter who it is 53% say no way they're going to do it unless it's you know a b and c somebody who falls in line with almost bernie's steps you know i, I step for step in in his beliefs but 16% almost 20% say there's no way if it's not bernie they're not following him anybody at all that's scary if you're a democrat
1: i've seen people chat uh, say that the media is basically propping up the warren campaign at this point she had her high watermark it didn't last because she got called out on costs for Medicare for All and just the fact that uh, she seems to tell lies when it doesn't even help her. Just, it's just part of her nature. And so she's faded. It's basically a Joe versus Bernie race. But the media keep endorsing her and, and treating her like she's right there in the thick of it, even though she's not. And she's almost like a, a boxer who can't even lift her arms anymore. But the ref still somehow won't call the fight. What's, what's your read on Warren? Uh,
0: yeah, they are totally propping her up. They love her, but they couldn't tell you why they love her right like they, you why do you love her well you know because you know because it's not it's not an answer i mean there's that that's not a real answer because it's not a real answer she doesn't you know i mean she she's been shown on more than a few occasions to be essentially just caught out when asked serious things, that she can't give you a real answer on it. She hymns and haws. And when she does give you a real answer, it's oh, three, four, five days after the question was asked. And <laughs> she's gone and tried to prepare for something like the guy who, you know, sideswiped her and asked her about college. But you're there at a Q&A. That's what's going to happen. She is being completely held up. And she's going to be exposed, I think, in these first two or three. And I think she's going to find out quickly that by the end of February that she is not in this thing for the long haul.
1: Well, she's the last demographic candidate left on the debate stage. Is that part of it? I mean, it's just white dudes after that, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. You've got Klobuchar, and the funny thing is, Klobuchar's oh, yeah, trotting Klobuchar. along. I like her, but she's kind of plodding along. Do you know what I mean? She's not. You know, I don't think she's got the high profile that everybody else does. But I almost feel like the media is trying to make up for Hillary. With, with Elizabeth Warren. Like, no. oh, we screwed up a lot with Hillary, so we better make it up to uh, to 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 women through Elizabeth Warren, even though the reality is, is she's ill-prepared for this position as far as she doesn't have any of her facts straight. And quite frankly, uh, if you're going to do that 3 a.m. phone call thing, I'm not sure I want Elizabeth taking that call.
1: <laughs> well, two prominent women left in the race for the Democratic nomination. Iowa extraordinarily important to both of them next Monday, so we'll see how the votes turn out and if uh, both of them actually make it as far as New Hampshire. But uh, if you're looking for a, a podcast hosted by Two Strong Ladies, uh, you want to go with uh, Mock and Daisy from Chicks on the Right. Their new podcast is called the Mock and Daisy Common Sense Cast. They talk about the issues that matter to you. Every week they talk about things from parenting to social media, the dangers of political correctness. That is a big one for them. And the importance of marriage. Yes, men. They're, they're pro-men. And family values in this crazy world. <laughs> They're smart, they're funny, they're conservative, and uh, it comes with a dash of politics. They go off on a lot of different uh, avenues and tangents because of the political headlines that they come across. Uh, They say if you want to make America great again, you got to start in your own home. So to find out more about the Mock and Daisy Common Sense cast, go to chicksontheright.com or start listening on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform so chad we're grateful for every listener here at the three martini lunch of course apparently we're getting uh, more listeners than the impeachment trial is uh, getting viewers yeah. and people paying yeah. attention there is a insta poll from fox 5 the fox uh, affiliate inside uh, dc here and so it's not a scientific poll but you got to be paying attention to fox 5 to know about the poll so it, it's a little bit uh, illuminating i think According to an Insta poll from Fox 5, 63% of folks in D.C. haven't watched a lick of the trial. Another 22% are watching some. And 15% check in for updates uh, from the news, but they aren't watching the televised trial. And so uh, according to the Examiner, these poor ratings echo Nielsen data that found daily soap operas. Twice as popular as the impeachment trial. So, sixty-three percent not paying attention at all. Fifteen percent basically getting uh, notifications on their phone. It sounds like Chad. Twenty-two percent watching some. That adds up to a hundred. No one's watching the whole thing.
0: Let's just break it down. Let's break it down in the reality. First day, eleven point one million. That was combined. NCIS got eleven point three million. Young and the Restless, three point seven million. Bold and Beautiful, three $1.5 five million, General Hospital two point one five million, Days of Our Lives one point nine five million. Impeachment trial CBS one point five two million ABC one point two nine million impeachment from NBC one point two six million on Wednesday. It shows you that the reality is is nobody's paying attention at all. And the people that are watching it, let's be real, it's 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 the Uber right and the Uber left who just want to see their team score points or get mad at the other team, but they've already made up their mind.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it, because I'm not sure who's left to to be swayed here. I mean, the, the polls have been pretty consistent. It's pretty much split right down the middle, just like America is. There is a pretty healthy majority that want witnesses, and that's obviously moving in that direction after the Bolton revelation. So we'll see what happens there. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of like election, the election coming up. It's all about which side gets their people to turn out better. I mean, it's not like there's yeah. a lot of fence sitters on uh, Trump versus whoever the Democrats put up.
0: No, no, it's and I, I, we've all made up our minds, uh, even Bolton coming and throwing something out there that may maybe extremely interesting. And I've said you will see a bump in ratings if somebody like John Bolton or Biden testify or Hunter Biden testifies because you will see people will tune in because, OK, this is new. Like what we've heard before is the same thing, just in, you know, it, you're you're just in a different room wearing a different tie. It's nothing new. And we're hearing a little bit more from Trump's people. But the reality is, is none of it is is earth shattering. We already know this. Bolton and them may add something else a little bit more theatrical that people go, oh, but I don't think it's going to move the needle in the place that matters, which is the people. If the people don't say he, he on the right, say he needs to be in pitch, because let's be real. Those people say he needs to be impeached and removed. He's already impeached, but removed. The senators will act. They'll all always act in their own best behalf. And if they say keep him, they're going to keep him, even if they think to themselves, well, he probably should go. But the reality is he may need to stay because I want to stay because I like my job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all the calculations happens every day here in D.C. Chad, yeah. always good to have you with us. Thanks for doing back to back editions here. And we'll talk to you soon, I'm sure.
0: No worries, brother. You have a good day.
1: You too. Chad Benson is host of the Chad Benson Show on the Radio American Network. If you haven't already checked that out, please do so. Also, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast here, 3 Martini Lunch, please do that. Leave us a kind review. Jim returns on Tuesday. Join us then for the next 3 Martini Lunch.